Nightmare Hardcore Radio, exploring the world's best hardcore punk and all the various subgenres. For the next two hours we will enter a world apart from the rest. The time is now. What's up with that? Let's start jamming. Cut loose, love you crazy. You have been on my mind lately. To my soul, my soul is blue. You won't blame me for no fool. I got you. Tell me what you really want. Is this the love you seek now? Good enough for you. Yo, what's up? You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. Ooh, that was a good one. That was like, that felt original and fresh. Um, it felt very radio. I'm very glad to be a part of that take. That was a hot take right there. It, it, it made me feel real good. Took me back to, to FM radio right there. So if you haven't listened to our show, we are... Uh, this is episode ninety-eight. I don't know if I if I went if I went there. I don't remember. I got really excited there, but uh, episode ninety-eight, we're a two-hour hardcore radio show slash podcast. We're always a radio show first, but if you're listening podcast, thank you for listening. It's pretty simple. Uh, we get tracks. We play new um, hardcore punk and adjacent genres that kind of all kind of revolve around the hardcore scene, or is at least connected in some way. If it's gonna be black metal or some sort of i don't know pop punk or something it's gonna be connected in some way to the hardcore scene 
So that's kind of what we've been revolving around for since 2004. Um, let's uh, get into it. Uh, I'm going to try to do the whole, uh, you know, business up front thing. I'm going to try that from now on. So we're going to do this real quick. So you don't have to hear me, John, about it at all. Um, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash dead air hardcore radio. I've been posting a lot more there. We also have a group on Facebook, um, the dead air hardcore discussion group. You just uh, dead air hardcore discussion group on Facebook and you can get plugged in there and you know, you can share stuff about your bands, talk to other uh, people about hardcore post, whatever the hell you want. Um, I'm the only thing. Try not to fucking spam, please. I've been really bad. Cause I also, um, monitor a few other groups. So trying to keep the spam of the, just this, cause I know that deters people so bad. I, I, I just feel it in my gut. It's one of those things that I feel like is known by everyone on the internet. If you just see a group and it just, turns to spam it's just it's it's fucking over man or if you're starting to post jared dine videos um which is that's an that's a that's the one and only rule no fucking jared dine videos don't fucking do it um also so instagram and twitter at dead air nwcz um Instagram has been a little bit slow for me and I've been all over the place. I've been trying to do a personal one because I have friends who don't give a shit about hardcore who want to know about a little bit more about my life. Um, if you want my personal one, you know, email me or whatever, I guess, whatever. Um, if you want, if you're a friend though, cause I'm not going to let you look at pics of me and my kid. Um, if, if you're not a real friend, cause I know there's internet trolls out there. I've been, I've been having to fuck fucking fight them off this week. It's been rough. Um, Twitter. Uh, if you've been on Twitter, I, I try, but it's hard. Um, let's go to, if you want to submit, send any, um, you know, questions my way. I uh, want to set up an interview label that wants to work with the show, whatever. Um, you just want to have a conversation. Um, Dead air nwcz at gmail.com. You can also wrap that all up together on our website. It has all the things that you would need. Dead air hardcore radio.com. Um, I have a few other write ups that I'm working on. Um, I don't do as much write ups as the other sites since No Echo and all the other sites do so much fucking uh, stuff and. There's they they deserve it because they're the true writers. I don't want I don't like to go overboard um, with that type of stuff. Um, so that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. You can also find all of our affiliates. We're uh, broadcasted on six plus different stations. Whatever station you're listening to, thank you so much for listening. So let's get on to the show. Um, this week we're talking to a one person metal and hardcore group. Um, this guy named Larry. He plays the everything in the in the band Iron Sharpens Iron. But I'm gonna do X Iron Sharpens Iron X because that's how you do it. That's how I do it. If I hear X looking forward X or X look represent X, whatever, I'm going to pronounce the X's because that's who I fucking am. 
We're going to talk about the music, putting together a band all by yourself, what that takes. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about we've been on. I've been very political, so I'm just going to warn you. A lot of political stuff is going to be happening on the show. I'm going to get my uh, my steam out because uh, I'm, I'm going to let it all out because that's that's uh, who I am. Um, also, accountability. If I say something that is incorrect, please call me out on it. I want to learn. I want to know more. I have opinions. I am a growing human being, and I will I will never even even 30, 40 50 years from now, I, um, I'm hoping to be a person who just continues to grow until, you know, finally death, whatever. Um, so we also talk about, we're also going to talk about some deep stuff. I can, I can already tell. Um, so we're going to play some music from them, but first, before that, we're going to, uh, we're going to get to our music. We started off with, um, a band called Shiva Groove. Um, Shiva to be specific um, they submitted uh, to the show they're a band from Lancaster um, California they just recently had a thing up on No Echo um, released a music video for their single titled Happy um, they have an EP um, titled Groove that will be coming out uh, the week this show is happening, um, if you're listening on podcast, it'll probably already be out. So go check it out. Um, it's really cool stuff. Very, very happy summery vibes stuff that reminds me of, um, kind of a mix of modern angel dust. Um, a little bit, of a little bit of bad brains as well as shelter, um, fit of put in there a, a very pop punky vibe. Not so like kind of fast pop punky that's like moderny and more warptory kind of like lifetime I wouldn't but definitely like the bands I just um described so check it check it out I'm sure I'll play some more after that um so we're gonna play a few songs they may have heard before, but uh this is a radio show, so sometimes you're gonna get some replay. I don't think i played I played these bands, but I don't know if I've played all these songs um if you're not from Seattle, there is a venue called the Vera Project. Um, it's a cool DIY venue, very youth-driven. Um, lot the youth comes together to really put together lots of shows of different genres, and it's very vo- it's volunteer-based. It's down um, by the Seattle Center, um, kind of close to Key Arena or what's now going to be, I believe, it's fucking climate change. Um, Jeff Bezos bullshit. Um, I'm definitely believe in in global warming but i don't fuck with jeff bezos so never gonna get uh never gonna get that fucking amazon sponsorship on this show so who gives a fuck um anyways so we're gonna play there's it's very it's very um hardcore and punk heavy for this track a lot of bands that have uh played seattle as well as uh just donated their time of some of them are are live sets um, punk of all of all kind, punk and metal of all kinds. So we're gonna play a few tracks. Some of them are all the tracks that I'm gonna play have already been released in some capacity. Um, we're gonna play Gag, um, London Fog. They put out a EP in 
or I think it was a promo, yeah, promo, gag promo tape, 2019. That's the first song off of that. Um, we're also going to play Crime Watch, which I like. I know a lot of people fought, don't for some, for, I think, obvious reasons. Um, I don't know if they're obvious. I don't fucking hate this band. A lot of people have talked shit and fucking hate this band, calling them basic or whatever. Seen them live, bought the shirt. Crime Watch from New York. Say what you fucking want. Um, but this is their self-titled from 2018. Um, the fourth track off of it, which is on, also on this uh, DIYs Not Dead um, comp from Vera Project. Um, New York Nightmare. And then we play Nasty. I didn't see whether this track was on, on something or not. I, I, Nasty's from Seattle. Um, punk and Hardcore very noisy this song's a little bit slower um i'm not i haven't deep dove into nasty at all i know they have some stuff self-released and also some stuff a few um things that are released uh, via iron lung records so i'm not sure the what the three that i checked out on iron lung didn't seem to have the have the uh track so if you know let me know um if i if it's on another thing, if you're listening from the band, um, let me know. I don't, I don't know. So we're, uh, we're going to play those and then we're going to be right back.
What's up, motherfuckers? This is Bebear Mashup telling you to check out the brand new Bebear website now. Go to BebearHardCoradio.com for all podcasted shows as well as news reviews and content you can't get anywhere else. Go now or feel the wrath of my cold, hard robotic legs been kicking you straight in the face. You're listening to episode 98 of Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. We're about to get to our uh, our little interview in uh, just in just a in just a few minutes with uh, Iron X Iron Sharpens Iron. I almost I almost fucked out, almost fucked up, man. Um, so check out the uh, DIYs Not Dead number one by Vera Project. Um. It just uh, it helps out a cool DIY venue. Um, it's all it's all it's all um, funds raised from this all just go to the uh, DIY community relief fund, and you can check it out at DIYfund.org. So check out those songs. Check out the rest. It's a it's a very diverse group of like punk rock and alternative um, music. After that, so uh, we're gonna. We uh we played some music from Thou. If you haven't fucking listened to Thou, some fucking slow fucking doom, 
the sludgy metal. Um, definitely some hardcore influence, but some hella fucking slow songs in this band. Um, they put out a compilation of all of the Nirvana covers that they've ever done. And uh, we played Territorial Pissings, their cover of it. It's been covered a few times from a few different fucking bands, but this one is good and I really... I really like it, and I like hearing um, Thou in a faster pace like this. So, having listened to Thou, you're fucking up. And uh, we're going to get to X Iron Sharpens, Iron X. Just a second, we're going to play a little taste so you can hear. If you haven't heard the band, now you can do it. Um, try. I'm trying new things people i'm trying new things hopefully this is better for all of us this is adam bomb off of uh their ep his ep their ep iron sharpens iron ep x iron sharpens x (laughs) x iron sharpens iron x is ep titled the tragedy of mankind came out april 7th so uh we're gonna get to that right now You'll see do dead air two hours of hardcore radio.
great. So uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we have a, I think this might be the first time I've had a uh, a one person band um, on the show. I, I could be wrong, but this might, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the first. So uh, I'm going to, I'm That's going, all- I'm going to let this musician uh, announce himself. Uh, tell me who, who you are um and what is your band and what what all do you do in your band okay uh my name is uh, larry passanier um from muskegon michigan and i play and write everything in a band called uh, x iron sharpens iron x and it's just a straight edge black and hardcore band and i do everything in the band i uh write and play all the instruments so like on the recording I recorded uh, scratch tracks on guitar, and then I recorded drums, and then re-recorded the guitar with the actual amps, bass, and then recorded all the vocals. So, I I did everything on the record. So let's uh, get to know you a little bit about a little bit about that. Um, wh- how did you uh, get started in learning like instruments? What was like what was like your gateway? Well, I, I played in like well one I'm. I'm fucking old so like i've been in a lot of bands and like i learned a lot of them just like out of necessity because like I'd, we'd like lose members so like i started off a long time ago playing drums and i played in some local bands around here and um and then i just got into just being lead vocals um so i was in a lot of other bands that did some shows and stuff i was in a band called time of plague that played a lot of like local shows and some semi-national shows and stuff and then um I learned how to play a lot of uh, drums and vocals with that. And then I joined a band called infinite design that was like technical death metal. And that band, uh, I was just vocals at first, but we kept losing rhythm guitar players. And so finally I was like, well, let me just try to play the guitar parts, at least for the rhythm. So we can finish writing a damn record. And uh, then after that, I just ended up being the rhythm guitar player because you could never find anybody that was stable enough. So, um, pretty much learned how to play everything out of necessity and by jamming with other people that were way better than I am. So they kind of taught me how to play stuff and be better at the instruments. And if you've heard my show before, you've know that I am vocally not a fan of technical death metal in any way, but I know I am, I am, I am the person that I, that I am a very aware of the talent and the chops it takes to do some technical death metal but right. when I have to try to actually listen to it, it's uh, it's not, it's just not, it's not for me. Um, nothing, nothing really sticks listening. It's just like listening to anything that's like there's, there's a lot of talent in a lot of, um, in some, in some pop songs that I absolutely, oh, yeah, I, that I absolutely hate. I can, I can admire it. I get, I get in arguments with my partner all the time over stuff like that but uh but i was like i i will admit that there's talent but that doesn't mean i have to like it but that probably right. no, i don't do very much of it like we would sway back and forth like we just kind of said technical death metal is like kind of like a blanket term because you know we'd play like one song that would be really black metal oriented and then one would be like melodic kind of death metal or something kind of like at the gates kind of sounding so i mean we kind of just called it one thing, but I think every single CD we did was a little different. Like one of our first CDs was really like black metal with thrash 
inspiration like inspiration throughout the whole thing so like it was real hit and miss but i think we just kind of called it that to have a name for it i guess so were most of the projects that you were in prior to this one um like metal or metal influenced hardcore um kind of like i was in a band uh like one of my first bands was like our last regret and that was like a local band and that was real like you know, 2000s metalcore kind of like stuff like the old uh, like As Hope Dies and stuff like that. And uh, then after that, I was in like a straight up like kind of a looking forward kind of hardcore band. So and I played drums in that and I was in Time of Plague and that was like deathcore riffs mashed up with actual like hardcore riffs. Um, and then I was in a, just a kind of like a bishop style hardcore band uh called beyond hatred for a while and then it got into infinite design which was like the death metal band so i kind of like went between metal and then a couple different genres of hardcore like so a little bit of everything i was even like in a glass jaw kind of sounded band for a while too so i mean a little bit of everything i mean it hits it sounds like you hit every every stop on the on the uh 1999 to 2003 train as far as like metal and hardcore like with the bands that you that you mentioned like with bishop Glassjaw, uh looking forward all that all that stuff uh definitely definitely resides um of an era except i would argue to say Glassjaw. definitely there's Glassjaw trans is one of those bands that transcends um all those times in my opinion oh for time, Dude, I, timeless I, sound they're they're like one of my top bands i haven't been able to get in their last couple of records but they were like a huge inspiration to me on all instruments and so let's go to the name just a little bit um iron sharpens iron uh i was so for me um my background and i've said it a few times is i got into into hardcore through christian hardcore like I got in through all the, like the face down stuff. And so I yep. was, I grew up in a small Christian town and, um, that's, and that was my, that was my lens for up until my early twenties. Um, so iron sharpens iron that go that, um, when I think iron sharpens iron, I think Proverbs, I think, I think biblical. So where did you, um, where did you grab, uh, the name from uh, y- Yeah, you said it, man. It's definitely the biblical thing. I mean, just cause to me, it was one of those things like I could relate to as like, you know, I was like, I always thought that that saying was like, yeah, as iron sharpens iron, you know, a man must sharpen another or mankind must sharpen another. Like, it's just a good philosophy to live by, you know, whether you're religious or not, just try to be the best person you can be and try to be the best person you can be to other people. So that you can try to, you know, make mankind just better. I mean, whether you're religious or not, it's like it can't hurt to try to be the best person you can be and keep your mind sharp and just help one another. So I like that was kind of that's pretty much where the whole band name came from. So is this considered a, a religious project in any way? No, not really. Okay. I mean, I have personal views on it. I mean, I think everybody has personal views when it comes to religion, but those don't inspire my lyrics. Most of the time, social issues and um, just, yeah, personal issues. I I talk about a lot of other things like uh, 
drug abuse and, you know, depression and stuff. So, I mean, my personal religious views might influence some of those things, but it's definitely not a religion oriented band. I think for me, that's, that's how I, that's kind of how I felt as of, I'm no longer a religious person, but for the last like few years, um, anything I was, I would speak on radio wise or be, or when I played in bands, that's how I kind of, that's kind of how I felt. Like I was just like, I want to be able to actually like talk and relate like to people throughout my, my show, my, you know, my beliefs are my beliefs, but, uh, I want, I want to be able to make, um, connections to things that every, that everyone is feeling. Right. Yep. Because, you know, to me, like, I, I mean, nothing like, I mean, to me, it's like religion is one of those things to where it's a personal thing. Kind of like, I wouldn't say like politics, but like, it's one of those things to where if you're really religious for the right reasons, it's not something you shove down other people's throat anyways. And you you love other people regardless. Cause that's the whole point. In my opinion, if you're religious is trying to help one another out, not to judge one another. So that's why I've always kind of left it you know, in the personal area rather than sit and try to shove it down people's throat. Cause to me, there's so many other social issues that need light to be brought to them that are a lot more throat, you know? Oh yeah. Well, especially just with how, how, uh, just the end of the, of the quote unquote Christian, um, rock metal and hardcore bubble of, like pretty much every single band has either separated themselves yeah. from from that like by either not saying they're no longer religious or they're just not going right. to put the religion in their music which is just like right. I think that I think that's fair if there is still going to be religion music but I think just for as far as if we're talking about um I guess hard like hardcore I think it's it uh I need something for me that is that is touching on social issues in the in more like broad terms. Right. Because, I mean, to me, I'm like, I mean, like stuff like that is like your personal beliefs. But to me, I'd rather talk about something like depression that everybody faces, regardless of what, you know, the religious uh, background is or you know, talk about, you know, the race issues that we, we face as a country or drug abuse that everybody, you know, goes through to me. I'm like, I'd rather reach people through those kind of things and talk about those kind of things and try to shed light on different stuff and just let people know they're not alone in their struggles and they're not being judged for struggling. I think one thing that's cool is like, there is, whether you are religious or not, you could there is some highly applicable, things like you like iron sharpens iron um just like that statement alone is is super just you know applicable to as far as like just like leaning on one another and and being the best person you can for your community and your family and the people around you to push forward especially with like the social issues um that you stated definitely so, um, moving, uh, forward, um, from that. So as far, so when I listen to, uh, Iron Sharpens Iron, like the, like this latest, uh, this latest record, this latest release, uh, from you, I think, I guess I get, I get the feeling of, um, 
Like, I think the thing that you, you label yourself as blackened and I hear the blackened elements, but, um, I think a, a major influence for me when I, when I hear it at least like vocally and some of the groundwork that's put into the music, um, is reminiscent of a lot of late nineties, early two thousands, um, metal influenced hardcore, particularly stuff like morning again, uh, Congress, um, a lot of, um, undying, a lot of thing, a lot of stuff like that, that is very, um, super metal influenced, but you can tell that, um, it's, it's undisputedly a coming from a, um, a hardcore realm. Specifically, yeah, definitely. especially during that time, if you listen to the, any of those records. Oh yeah. Undying, especially like, I mean, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, all, all those different bands, I mean, even prayer for cleansing and stuff was a big one for me growing up. Um, converge was, is still a huge one. I mean, any of those bands to where they have the metal influence, but just the pissed off hardcore, you know, overtones like, or should I should say undertones, but like, yeah, all those different bands were really big influences and definitely have a really big influence on this record, especially. Yeah. And I mean, you can like, as far as metal nineties and all stuff, you like set picking, picking like a, a broader term is like Dwight and integrity, like basically helped like further all of this and like help and helped like, integrity in my mind helped mold this sound a hundred percent and and so so giving props to integrity is obvious but like there are like i said all those other bands that have that um kind of branched out from that style like the ones you uh talked about that i really um appreciate especially from um like with the straight edge and uh metal connection so uh tell it tell us a little bit about your straight edge because since you are um a vocally straight edge band with the with the uh two x's which i appreciate which i love uh i'm always for x band x instead of <laughs> band x band x band i like yeah. the, i like two x's and not in the middle right no, I uh, I've been on a straight edge for this is gonna be either eighteen or nineteen. I think it's gonna be nineteen years. God, I'm fucking old. Uh, so yeah, about eighteen years uh, or nineteen years, whatever it is. That's but, a um, real straight. I think once you get twenty years, you're that's real straight edge, and you're like you you are you are in like Earth Crisis level. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Oh man. <laughs> crisis you were in the you were in that you were in that realm that's about how how old i am too is uh you know i remember growing growing up and listening i mean i've seen earth crisis lots of times that love those dude that's another band that inspired a lot of the the stuff i write um now i grew up with a lot of alcoholics in my family and some drug addicts and uh once i got into the punk and hardcore scene and saw that there is a different route that other people are taking and that, you know, you weren't judged upon for not wanting to do all that stupid shit. You know I mean? And, and I'm, I'm not one of the straight edge kind of people that like, you know, smack cigarettes out of people's hands and shit like that. But I mean, like, 
I do it for me. And to me, when you do it for yourself, it means more. Um, and I feel like a lot of the people that I grew up with that didn't do it for themselves, though they're not edge anymore because they weren't doing it for the right reasons to begin with. But I mean, like, you know, my buddy Derek from X represent X, like he's still edge. He wrote a lot of the music for his band too, I think on their last release and played all the instruments and yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things or when you're, you're in it for the right reason, you just don't really think about not being straight edge because that's just the way you, you're built. You know, that's why your mind works is you don't think about all the other shit. If anything, maybe I think about buffets a lot, but that's about it. <laughs> I can't, man, I miss a goddamn buffet. Um, as, as a, um, as a bro, as a working class broke vegan in a in a pandemic, a vegan buffet would be would be very appreciated at this time. Um, right. <laughs> man, Dude, just I, made I, me I made me rep- reminiscent of the good old days. <laughs> I know, man. It's crazy what a you know th- this pandemic has been has been nuts. I mean, for well, for everybody and for everything, really. I mean. God, like, well, you just had uh, Mark on your show not that long ago from Disappear. Uh, they were going to play in Grand Rapids uh, pretty close to me. And uh, I was going to actually hand out a shit ton of my CDs for for free, just at, like just some demos at that show. And it literally got canceled like a week after, a week or two after COVID like happened. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I figured, you know, that would get rescheduled like a month later. And here it is like, you know, this many months later. And it's just, it's. It's not going away. So it's just changed so much shit. Well, and just there's, there's overall not, I, I assume with, I assume every interview in this, at this point in time is going to always, um, shift to politics at some, at some point. Cause that's just how, that's just like, it's hard not to have that on yeah. the brain. Like every like conversation I have with everyone at this time is political which is i think it's it's important to have political like conversations and not just political arguments um right agree yeah actually uh i'm i'm going to uh, indiana uh this this weekend and uh, i'm gonna be shooting a music video with our, our label owner and it's all about pretty much politics pretty much i mean not necessarily about politics and like one side or the other, but just how our whole political system is a giant heap of fucking garbage. Um, but I mean, that's both sides of it. I can't stand either party. Both parties. I mean, you got right now, you got one creep running against another creep. And I mean, I, I don't really like any of them, to be honest. I don't understand why we always have to pick from the shiniest of two dumpster piles for president. But, yeah. Uh, and that's, and that's, a that's, and that's a problem too. We just, and then and then we have oh go go green when you have like some spineless fuck in the in the libertarian party that's just a that just is a, a line tower that just takes that just takes a couple different policies from each side and be like i'm different right <laughs> and then they want to twist it and it's like you know, it's just about how well, how terrible Trump is for one, but then how terrible, you know, any of them are, but it also shines a little bit of light on the black lives matter movement. 
uh, a little bit of the Me Too movement, anything that's like been, you know, a really big movement, had protests and actually had some meaning behind it. I mean, just to try to bring light to some of the issues, because it's surprising and startling to me how many people don't understand that people are being, you know, getting the shit kicked out of them by police officers for no fucking reason. And for, I mean, my buddy, he plays in a band called Andor from Kalamazoo. He, he gave me some footage the other day to use for the video. Peaceful protesting, absolutely doing nothing to startle the police. Uh, I think halfway through the video, they just start emptying rubber bullets on them while they're just sitting there. I'm like, that, that shit's fucked up. How, how are they not getting charges put on them when it's on camera? They're shooting these people that are doing nothing that's aggressive whatsoever. I mean, and you have that happen throughout the world. I mean, and my friend and my friend's white. So, I mean, the people that are of color having this stuff happen to them, it's been happening to them for centuries. I mean, it's it's just. Well, um, it's just it's 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 sad on on all accounts. Uh, I just recently the the footage uh uh, from that, the full footage from, it took three years, I, I believe, for the footage from that uh, that Mesa killing from the police officer to come out, and that was one of the saddest things. That wasn't, I mean, it was a white person, not a race thing, but it was a police brutality thing, and I watched it a couple times, and I just couldn't, I just the, my blood fucking boiled because of just how many. I don't know, bootlickers that I've been like dealing with on the internet. And just also I've been trying to not like do like, do what you got to do. If, if, if you, if you are, if you're arguing with people and you, and you're just, and you're yelling and that works for you, that's fine. But if it's not, I would ask you to, to try a different approach. Try, what I I want to try to if I can reach someone and find some commonality, find middle ground, and break down some barriers with someone, I'm gonna do it because, especially if it's with a older white person, because with my privilege, I can actually I can more successfully break down some walls than than somebody else, right. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree. And it's one of those things where it's just it's a difficult conversation. And then even with the people, it's like people try to relate cops. Like, okay, so you have so many different people with white privilege that have had a good experience with a police officer, but they try and they try to compare that to these incidences. Like, you can't do that. Like, for me myself, a lot of our police officers in Muskegon are, are fucking worthless. Uh, they don't come when I call them. I do maintenance at an apartment complex, so I have to deal with like domestic disputes, um, you know, people uh, sitting and doing drugs and stuff on our property, like after they've kicked in like vacant apartments and stuff like that. So like I call them for these kind of things because that's the things that we're supposed to do. I mean, that's what my boss tells me to do, so that's what I do. And so most of the time they're worthless. I've had one one time where a cop actually came, did his job. I was assaulted on the job. He did a pretty good job on the investigation, found the person and had to go to court and everything. So like, I'm not going to say, yeah, all cops are pieces of shit. Cause that one dude was a nice guy, but the majority of them, 
pieces of shit. But I mean, you can't weigh that one good experience against all the bad ones and say nothing needs to change. And that's, that's, that's a problem too. Just like every time, every time now, every time a, a cop does one good thing, the bootlickers and the blue liners want to come and be like, Oh, so you want some, you want to defund the police and now you want and look, but look what they're doing. Oh, I guess I guess cop, cops are so bad, huh? I'm like because they're doing the basic minimum of their job. Right. You don't I mean, you don't like, praise you don't praise the freaking person at Taco Bell for doing the minimum of their job. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it just it makes no sense. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to say all of them are terrible fucking people, but I mean, because I mean, some of them are good. I mean, there's a couple of our cops around here that are nice people. They were at the protests that were peaceful in our area. We didn't have any any rioting or anything like that. But, you know, the news isn't going to cover that because why would they want to show peaceful protests? They only want to show the riots. So, well, it's well, also, like, uh, yeah, continue. It's just it's, it's frustrating because I'm like. Yeah, no matter what, you're gonna have some good people, but those those good people want to see all these shitty people reprimanded too. Like, you think that that one good cop that handled my one case doesn't want to see the other seven cops that are in his place taken care of and retrained or fucking fired because they don't do anything and he has to pick up their slack? It's like it's no different when you're at work and your other coworkers fucking suck ass and you're trying to do all this extra work to make up for them. And it's like, yeah, get them the fuck out of there and find some people that actually want to do the job and treat other people with respect. Well, and it's at and and that's it's also like we talk about it. It's the it's the system. So apply that. Right. I I apply that to how I worked for a while in a warehouse and how it's really easy to to give into that that atmosphere. There was there was a lot of misogyny. There was a lot of, um, there was just a lot of just uh, nasty and toxic behavior. There was a right. there was a lot of just um, you know not also not good working and lots of lots of bad work ethic and in ways of of uh, you know skipping around skipping around the their job and trying to make it is easy as possible as well. I mean, you want to do that, but also just like a lot of people cutting corners and everybody would just start get getting, you know, apathetic to it. And a lot of people it, were abused by the system. A lot of people, um, uh, somebody call, I think somebody said that they got sexually assaulted and instead of, instead of, uh, them hearing them out, they got fired. Yeah. And that's, that's fucked up. And, like, so to apply that, you can apply, you can apply that to like any type of job, specifically police too. You see all that stuff, you tend to you like you're like ah, oh, it's fucked up. But then you get jaded, and you've created this lifestyle off of off of the way that you get paid, which is, you know, in some cities, dude, police get. I and I'm not saying this for all cops. So if you're actually, first of all. Cops aren't gonna like my show, so I'm just gonna give it to you straight. <laughs> this, this is I've already you've if you see my posts on social media, you oh, yeah. with this ain't a, this ain't a very cop friendly show. Uh, well, so 
stupid to understand what half of these fucking things mean. Like when people think they're like, oh, defund police. That means you want to take all the money away from them and abolish police. Like, no, retard. Like that that's not what that means. Like it means so many other different things, but not that. <laughs> like it, it's just a stupid, stupid thinking that these people do. And I don't understand it. Like people automatically think if you don't like a Republican, you automatically must like be a Democrat. You can't possibly not like either. That... If you want to fund the police and pay them less or make them go through more training to get more money. I mean, to me, it's baffling. Why is it that you have to have more schooling to be an electrician than a police officer? Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. Like some people, cause I, I have, I have, I have views that, that like kind of just go, I, I don't, that I'm not, I'm not left or right. And I, but I call because I want to be fair and I want to, I call out every time, any, any type of bullshit from any, from any side. I'm like, because there are, there is so much like ill. There's like, there's so much stuff that people are posting that is uneducated. And I I would say on both, on both sides of the spectrum, um, there's a lot of times that there are, that are videos that are cut down. And I'm like, the reason I get, and then the reason I'm hypercritical about a lot, especially for the left is I'm like, we are always getting scrutinized. So you want to make sure that you are telling the whole fucking truth. So I'm not going to put up with it when you, when you twist the narrative, because then that we turn into exactly what they think we are. Right. Yeah. (laughs) If you're going to stand for an issue, make sure you know about the issues you're taking a stance for. I mean, when I see all these people that are doing these things, like, for most of the these like the news stations and stuff like that, I'm like I see all these different people. Some of the people writing, or even some of the people in my area that are that are acting, you know, just dumb in a lot of these situations. They're not even people of color; they're white people. And they're and I'm like, why are you taking out? You, you should be screaming for people of color, not trying to scream louder than them. You know you don't know what it's like to be a person of color and to deal with their kind of issues. So why are you trying to act like you do know and try to be louder than what their voices are? Let them speak. That's what they're trying to do. So, you know, I don't understand that, that viewpoint either, because to me, I'll tell a whole room to shut the fuck up and then say, Hey, let, let my brother speak because that's the whole point of the, of the issue is, you know, let the black lives matter and let their voices be heard. Not let's all try to be louder than all of our, our people of color and speak over top of them. You know, that, that doesn't help the situation. Yeah. It's just, uh, nobody wants to, to listen. I think it's, there's a lot of misinformation. It's, um, people, one side wants, the right, the right always wants to say that we're, you know, that everyone's on that are opposed them are being brainwashed while they reside in their echo chambers, spewing right. these same things, and and because it's from their side, they don't question whether it's true or not, and that's that's a problem, I think, and I'll 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 say the same for the left that. 
I don't think that's happening enough either that we're not that we think that we're thinking even these like big even these big like left wing like YouTubers or um Twitter people they can be corrupted too so you got to oh, you got to pay attention to everyone and everything no one is fucking perfect All right I mean yeah I mean cuz everybody has you know bad habits and things like that. I mean, I grew up in pretty much an all white area. So, I mean, I didn't know what white privilege was or even what a lot of different like cultures were until I moved away into some other bigger cities or started hanging out with some other people. I hung out in Grand Rapids a lot when I was younger. Um, I met my buddy, um, Manasse. I don't hang out with him really at all anymore, but he's a great person. His band, he sings in a band called bitter truth. And, uh, they just released a song or an EP. I don't know if it's a single or an EP, but it hit banks. I mean, like he's a, he's an awesome dude. I learned a lot through that guy. And um, then I moved to Kalamazoo for quite a while. And that was just so much more multicultural in an area. Like when you grow up in a small town, you pick up terrible habits. Like, you know, whether it be from your family members or people you go to school with, um, you know, I mean, and then, and it's not all even just racial stuff either. I mean, earlier in the interview, I said, you know, some people are acting retarded. That's a terrible habit I have. That I do every once in a while. Um, rather than say stupid, I use dumb verbiage like that. Um, I, but yeah, everybody. I did. This, Sorry. I'll, no, you're good. Uh, I, I would just say on that. I, I do the same thing. And I, I'm the one thing that you got to do and is you got to keep yourself in check also when you're going forward to make changes you have to make changes within yourself so yesterday um i got in a heated argument i also get in heated arguments sometimes i do a i help host um not host but i do i i help run board on a show where, where this the host lets me say a few words here and there and um and I think I, I, I went, I went off cause I was tired. Um, there want somebody said something that was misinformed and there were no facts like to support what was going on. And one thing I, I, I don't, I dislike is when I have been there and I witnessed what happened. So it was about the, per, the people got, um, ran over um on the freeway oh, yeah. in in seattle yep. and rest in peace to summer walker and solidarity to everybody um involved and uh just my thoughts go out to just a quick my thoughts go out to everyone um that's just involved in that just a lot of people think that they instead of like even trying like the people who tell me that i need to get more informed and they're not wrong. I do need to get more informed, but I'm very passionate about being called out on something I've seen firsthand. I wasn't there, but I work in Seattle and I, and the, the whole thing was, it was it, the freeway was blocked off and it was, there were, it was legal. They got permission and the whole, the, so, uh, two protesters got 
got blocked off and uh i mean super the protest it was blocked off and two and a car broke through the barricade and ran over two people and i saw going off the freeway because i work towards like the area of like the um seattle center and all the and the um space needle and all that stuff and i saw i saw the pd um block block that off before i even knew what was going on i saw them get out with cones before this so i and i apologize because i did the person who did do it who who got is the person who allows me to speak freely here on this on the station so i got but I got I got mad because I, he was like, "Well, they're just in the middle of the freeway." I was like, "No, no, no!" And he's like, "Well, I saw dumpsters dumpsters there blocking it. It wasn't." I was like, "No, I'm I'm telling you straight up, I saw it. I saw it, dude. Like I saw them block everything off." Right. There's no reason why like that should have ever happened. They went in the wrong direction to purposely hit the people. And it's it's undisputed. Like what the only thing that is that is not that is not fact is how is we don't know what the driver like I I feel in my heart and hearts it heart of hearts it's it was deliberate but there's but there's also no I'm going to put the fact over feeling that to be fair that there's no that there um that we don't know yet. Right. And yeah, unless you do know, I mean, like, it'd be great to hear from the person and see, you know, an interview with the people or say, I mean, because what the hell were they thinking? I mean, it's no different than, you know, I, I don't know anybody that does something like that. I mean, what the hell? I mean, it's like, obviously, you see people. Even if the, he was an idiot and on their phone or something and not paying attention, how do you not see that? I mean, and, uh, well, there's just yeah. a, a lot of people that are that are spinning the "don't play in the freeway" narrative, and just like I've had people that have attacked my personal page because I've because uh, of what I've about I've I've uh, I've been. Like with the with the thing that that happened yesterday, it is what it is. I got, and that's one of those things. I got, I got more upset than um, I'm, especially with someone that the person that I talk to is willing to usually have um, very civil discussions. We don't share the same views, but we right. we usually do try our best to find that common ground. In that commonality right. he's also my boss so <laughs> um there there is there is there is that so um but one thing i'm i am trying to is is trying to keep because it is, it is okay. it's really hard it's cool but yeah it's hard to keep it cool and that's one thing i'm trying you know better at to try to try to especially when having these conversations it's because is shitty as it is a lot of people once you start getting upset they tune out and they just hear they just hear rah 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 and don't right charlie brown teachers and (laughs) yeah because i mean people i have family members that will will do that like they'll see something that you know is pretty much 
a meme online. It'll have a picture of a celebrity and I'll say a little quote next to it. It's whatever political thing that they agree with most. I'm like half the time the celebrity didn't even say that shit. Like people think that just because some sign is on Facebook that it must be correct. Like take this, all this shit for Aunt Jemima going on right now. You know, all these different people that are on the right side of it are saying that she made something of herself um, and fought for, you know, for, for uh, the black movement and did all this other stuff. And then you have the other side. It's like, well, she was a slave through the entire time that she was doing that. And, and so there's all these different memes going around about all this stuff. And uh, like for one, 90 percent of you don't know what the hell happens. I mean, if you, you if you Google the lady, I mean, she she only portrayed the character for 20 years and then she lived the rest of her life as pretty much a, cl- a cleaning lady still. So I was like, obviously, she didn't get paid too much from the people that were employing her. And they still took advantage of her. But I mean, just dumb shit like that. People will sit and argue about rather than go help one another out and do something that's actually constructive. You know, it's 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 crazy how much people just want to sit behind a keyboard and fucking argue with each other. Yeah. It's really, I'm, I'm on both sides. Like, I'm sorry, but like if you have, if you have the ability to, you know, and the privilege to go, to go out and help people, you definitely a hundred percent should or find other right. ways. Like if you have a platform, like, like what I'm using right now or, or have even like a small platform of small people of just of just discussing and talking if that's the best you can do i think that's right. that's better one thing i'm trying to do is just offer up more conversation with people cuz I, I i don't think the facebook thing is just not it doesn't work for anyone and it's toxic for everyone <laughs> yeah i agree it's just it's there's not enough actual facts and just too much you know, doctored bullshit on there. I mean, to me, like, if you really want to, I mean, you know, not right now, really, because, you know, the COVID thing is kind of making it rough, but like me me and my wife go and do like food trucks. We go and do prison, like they they call it one day and with God is what they call it. But it's a thing where like they help parents that are in prison reconnect with their children that they haven't seen in years. So it's like you go in there and you do this program with all these people that are, great individuals and have worked their butt off and don't ever get to see family members and they get to spend one entire day with their child and try to reconnect with them. Um, stuff like that. I mean, there's a kid's food basket in our area to where they actually grow all the food and then we pack it up an after school, like lunch program to where we go and we throw bags of the food in kids lockers that can't pay for food themselves. I mean, stuff like that, like, do shit like that. Cause I mean, it's like, whether you're religious or not, that's something you can do that's helping out your community and people obviously need it. So, I mean, rather than go sit behind a computer and complain about shit, take 30 minutes to go do something like that a day. It's way more constructive and you're going to make way more of a difference. Another thing that like struck me, which is how I, how I literally like try to view things. Um, right now in this day like just right now in this day and age and sometimes i fail like i said yesterday um i did i and that's another thing i I want to admit when i you know messed up and i failed and 
I think that's a, that's important because sometimes we overlook it when we get when we get super fucking passionate, you know. Um, uh, Chaka from Burn uh, posted that life improved when I stopped yelling at other people and started looking at how I could change myself. Yeah, definitely, man. And that's that's huge, huge for for me because I've been thinking about that. Uh, I, that's something I've lived by and, um, you know, trying to better myself and be the actual change I want to be to see in the world instead of like, because this whole look at this, look at this asshole here and look at this, you know, fucking douchebag there. Like that, the, it doesn't, it's not working. It's not. I'm sorry. Only go so far. Like, yeah, it might help those people, you know, not get burned by the person again. Like, I'm from Michigan, but a lot of my ties with the hardcore scene and stuff are actually from Indiana. I mean, like, uh, the dude I'm shooting the music video with, our label owner is in uh, a band called Millions of Dead Angels. And they're like... To me, I describe them as like a black metal, like American nightmare is what they remind me of. But um, I grew up like hanging out with after after I was a little bit older, hanging out with the dudes in like Blood In, Blood Out. And uh, then they split off into a million other bands. But like, you know, all those people were like the most like just open, genuine people I've ever met. And so, I mean, that kind of side of the hardcore scene really rubbed off on me. I live in Michigan, but you know, if if I didn't have so many ties to Michigan, I'd move down to Indiana in a heartbeat, and I'd probably be in thirteen different bands. Yeah, that, that it's. I feel that with my with my hometown, I'm so tied to it. But there's just there's so much there's there's so much just going on, and there's so there's also just so much healing that needs to be done within this city that like it's 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 rough like there's there's a lot of struggle confusion and a lot of just um people who have been hurt and and fucked over by the city and the system here so it's just like as much as i would want to move i won't i'm like as you're saying that i'm just thinking like as much as like people are like oh this sucks i want to i i want to move um, or the whole, if you don't like it, leave. No, it's to, if you, if you really care about something, you got to stay, try do like, do your best to, you know, right. try to make this the place you want, you know, make the best for yourself and the people around you and help better your communities. It's just deserting and going to another place is not going to, um, change anything. No, it's not. Cause I mean, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, and then it's like, yeah, like you were saying earlier, you got a platform. It's like, you can do a lot just with that as well. I mean, that's why with the CD, like, you know, like the one song was about drug abuse and kind of bringing light upon, cause where I'm from in Muskegon, there's like a heroin epidemic that's going on pretty, been going on pretty, pretty bad for a while now. Not that there's not one throughout the entire United States, but in our area quite a, quite a bit. And I mean, I see people shoot up at work in the parking lots. Uh, I've had to kick people off site because they're breaking into apartments and shooting up. And then 
uh, the ones about politics, but the the one main single and music video is all about just depression. I mean, and right now, uh, suicide rates doubled during COVID. I mean, the percentage of people, you know, taking their lives doubled. I mean, and that's insane. Um, so using a public platform like the radio or a, a band to try to raise awareness for people to ask for help. I mean, I'm a suicide survivor myself. And, you know, luckily I had my wife there. Um, if I wouldn't have had my wife, I wouldn't be alive. I can guarantee you that. Um, I, and, like, I can say the same for me and my partner um, that I I feel I am exactly the same way. I never said it on the show before, but um, have said it off the show that I wouldn't. I have had I've I have attempted um, twice in the last uh, two years, and if it wasn't for my partner and my family, I I wouldn't be around. And I mean, and I'm grateful to still have you. I mean, it's it's really hard to get through. I mean. I only had one serious attempt. I had other ones when I was smaller, but only one serious one. And that was within the last year, or I think it actually just was a year, not that long ago. And then I started seeing a counselor for it. But so many people just think that you know, going and seeing a counselor and talking about stuff, you know, makes you lesser of a person. And it's like that is the exact opposite. It makes you you know, stronger. That shows that you're strong. If you're willing to try to change your train of thought and, you know, recognize things. I had a lot of unhealthy thinking patterns and I'm sure you can, you can relate too. Cause you know, when you're going through those kind of things, you don't, you're not thinking normally when you're, you're wanting to do that kind of stuff. Um, when, when I was younger, I would be like, I don't know how that person took their life. They had like two, three kids and a wife. How could they leave them like that? Well, it's because they have a they have a fucking mental disorder that they're dealing with. Uh, they're not in their right right frame of, of mind. If they would have been thinking correctly and had sound judgment, they wouldn't have taken their lives. But depression and anxiety is a fucking disease. People don't understand that. Um, so using your your platform to talk about stuff like that and just social issues is is amazing within itself. So, you know, I applaud you for having me on the show and other great people like Mark on the show that will talk about issues and bring light to them to other people that might not know that they're not alone in all their fights, you know? Oh, and absolutely. Um, no, no one is alone. I am, I'm definitely one of the smaller, uh, platforms and programs as far as, uh, hardcore and, uh, hardcore punk and metal, um, radio and podcasting. But, uh, I always try to make, you know, the, the fake, um, Olive Garden uh, statement true here. So when you when you when you hear your family, don't sue me. Uh, <laughs> God, I, I love Olive Garden. Oh, dude, <laughs> to change to to oh, only 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 people like me can 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 change from a heavy subject to Olive Garden so quickly. <laughs> Totally. I think I think about that. <laughs> honestly, a food addiction has also kept me alive because God, Same. yeah, un- <laughs> dude, breadsticks, man, unlimited freaking breadsticks. <laughs> it's not, it- <sighs> you know, that's a lie, right? Because I got kicked out of Olive Garden a long time ago because I just kept on getting <laughs> breadsticks. Really, you, know? you found yeah. the limit. <laughs> 
found the limit, man. I, I guess apparently like 15 or like 16. <laughs> <laughs> 16 orders of breadsticks. How big, So were you, how, how many people was it was at your table? Uh, four. So um, we just were killing it. I mean, I think it was, I think it was with touring with time of plague. We did like an out of state show or something like that and went there. If I remember right that, or I might've just been going to a show with some, some buddies, but yeah, it wasn't even at the one in Muskegon. It was like, I feel like it was in like Detroit or Lansing or something like that. And yeah, slammed it. I got a I got kicked out of so many different buffets and stuff. Cause <laughs> me and my buddies would be like, well, who, whoever throws up ha- first has to pay for the, everybody's bill. So, you know, we just took it as a challenge. <laughs> you are literally you were literally on uh, your picture is at every buffet now <laughs> and i was like man i need them royalties <laughs> so some people only dream of what you have what you have achieved <laughs> that's fucking epic it's so well no yeah no it's so so i think uh one i think uh uh, when I was younger, my dad's friend got kicked out of an all-you-can-eat like uh, fish buffet, like while I was like while I was younger, and I saw him get like thrown, literally like classic style thrown out <laughs> of, of, of the of the place because that he just he just kept going and he sat there. He was there before we got there, and he was there for like a couple hours. And we, and then we were there for a couple. So he was there for like five plus hours, just going away, getting full plates. And then apparently he was notorious for it. So, so this was, and I was like five or six. So I had no idea what was going on. So it was, it was, so it was like enough is enough. You are, you are done. You Clam chowder stealing bastard, and yeah, so just... get roadhoused out for fish. <laughs> Seriously, roadhouse. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, dude, that's it's <laughs> it's freaking it's freaking crazy. So let's uh, switch from that and kind of hone it back in, wrap it up to talk more about a little bit more about. Uh, you and your band. Um, okay. I mean, you. You do the everything in the band. So have you... Um, I haven't lo- looked far enough to know if you've ever done any live stuff or collabed with friends. Has that has that happened yet? No. Um, I, I jammed with uh, one of my buddies, uh, Jimmy Griswold. He, he played drums in Time of Plague with me. And uh, we jammed around a little bit. Um, I jammed with the drummer from Infinite Design a little bit. <clears throat> um, but then, like, COVID happened. I mean, like, half of this, really, uh, the busiest this band has been is during COVID because I had recorded everything literally right before it happened. So, like, right afterwards, you know, the, the CD was released, like, March 2nd or something like that. So that, the music video, like everything dropped during COVID. I was actually supposed to go down to Indiana and shoot the music video for the last song. 
with uh, Taylor from Under City Records. And uh, it couldn't because of COVID had hit and it was so strong. And then right now they're lifting the limitations. So we're, we're able to do it and do it safe. And we're just doing it a little different with just me solo rather than having like a packed room of, full of all of our Indiana buddies. But um, so I haven't even really had the opportunity to be able to try to recruit anybody because it's pretty much just been, you know, social distancing since I started. So um, I would like to eventually at least to do like every once in a while, even if I have other people from other bands just fill in and do it just so we can play, you know, three, four shows a year. That would be awesome. Ian from Disappear said he'd sub in on bass, so that was fucking sweet. So, yeah, a couple people have talked about it, uh, but who knows, man? I mean, I know I, on the re- next record, I definitely want some other people to throw down some guest vocals. Um, my buddy Jaron from, well, I, I don't know if, well, he plays guitar in Enemy of Creation, so I imagine he'd be down to throw down some vocals, though, but he used to sing in Blood In, Blood Out, and all these years in Nothing, and fuck a million bands. Um, I might have Derek from Represent throw down on a track if he's down. Um, I don't know. There's so many different people that have inspired me that I'd love to have them throw down on some vocals, or even a solo or something like that, because they're just my friends, so it'd be great to collab with people one way or another. I am a fan of guest solos. I've seen them on, I forget, there was there there was a recent record that I played that had a guest solo on it, and um, I, I that's a vibe I can um, 100% uh, back that I, that I definitely, I'm, I'm all for um, guest solos. Any type of um, interesting guest appearance that is out of the ordinary is, is, is cool by my book. Right. Yeah. I mean, like w- when I was in infinite design, uh, we had, uh, Adam Cody, uh, the dude that sang for, well, he's in a million different bands too, but he sang in glass casket. Um, he did some guest vocals and that was, that was really fun. He w- actually went to, um, we, we got it mastered by Jamie King, but he went to a guy named Ryan Reedy and did all of his guest vocals there. in uh, I think North Carolina, but like, Ever since we had him throw down on a track, I'm like, man, that that would be cool to do again. But then do it with more like my local friends and just people I grew up with or people that inspired me. Um, yeah, I'd definitely be sweet. I, I'd probably have the dude from Infinite Design throw down a solo because he's a killer guitar player. I mean, and he loves black metal. So, I mean, it'd be right up his alley to throw down some kind of thrashy black metal riff and just let him solo over it. Yeah, so going to this cuz I've been I've had it's hard to not talk about uh pandemic stuff and like like seriously it's uh, like we talked about it earlier it's just it's it's just there but um as far in relations to music I think it's just an interesting um landscape right now because for some people like you said like you've done you've been really busy and it's been working for people and for some, and for some, it ha- it hasn't. I, you know, the thought just occurred to me that all, like that all the bands that I normally that normally would uh, not have time or be touring right now are are like are like literally just chilling at home. So I'm like, oh man, I need to start like contacting these bands before they start like really gearing up for a new record or or touring again. Um, and I, the other, the other thing is, it's just like 
but then um on the other like hand like earlier in the earlier in the pandemic i was uh like uh, like if uh, i was unsure of what to do so i just like got a lot more friends and just local friends on the podcast because i was like what else am i really going to talk about because like w- how am i going to talk to this band that's just depressed because they can't do anything with the new music that they just came out with. Like, I mean, that's one thing I got to say, like Bandcamp has made things, you know, and, and I was, I was definitely, I'm lucky to have people like Taylor that uh, love to support local hardcore bands. I mean, he's a killer dude. He, he released our CD for free on everything digitally and on his label. Um, and so, I mean, he put it on like uh distro kit, I think is what he uses. So he's the one that got it on Spotify and everything else. And, um, but Bandcamp is awesome too. It's like, that's one of those sites where I'm like, to me, putting out, putting out your music for free is just one of the best decisions you can make. Cause you know, if there's people like us that if you like a band, you're going to buy their CD anyways, cause you want to have that physical copy in your hands. Um, you'd be able to have the cover art or lyrics or have a record or a tape instead of a CD. Um, and then, you know, you want your shirts and stuff like that. But like, to me, having it online for free so you can just listen to it and download it and feed people that want to hear that music. That's the best thing you can do, do for your band. I mean, especially nowadays, it doesn't take that much to get a good recording of your band. There's tons of people that are pretty damn good at recording and technology is so good now. So it's like, just bite the bullet, pay the $500 or however much you want to spend to record it and just put that shit out for free then charge for merch or whatever if you want. But to me, free music makes your music get out there more. More people are going to listen to it if it's free rather than if they have to only listen to a snippet or whatever and then have to pay to download it. I mean, I know tons of people that only listen to Spotify in their car, only listen to, you know, what was the other one? Apple music or whatever. I'm like, if you're not on any of that shit and your, and your music's not free, like you're limiting your own audience. So I don't know. My best suggestion to any band is to put your shit out there for free and just always have it available for free. Yeah. Bandcamp is, is a, uh, is one thing that I do. I love, like so much like Bandcamp is is one of the things that makes it helpful um for me to get music such as yours um most of at least since i started doing the show and i started it and um interning in 2013 and made the show my own after that um i been using Bandcamp pretty much the entire time. So Bandcamp has been huge. And like during this pandemic, all the different um, times that they have either or either donated, um, uh, took away the fees. So artists can get all their, you know, get all their money um, that they deserve or donate to other causes. Bandcamp has been instrumental. Um, I can't, I know that on the other side of pop, like hip hop and uh, and like EDM and stuff, they there's SoundCloud and stuff, and I don't know I don't know enough about SoundCloud to know what they do for their yeah, music. Either. But I uh, don't know if you can 
that to like your PayPal and shit too, or how that works. I mean, I've had some bands that had stuff on SoundCloud just like as, as demos and stuff, but to me, like just the structure of Bandcamp is so useful. It's like, it's nice to just go to a page, then you see like the CD art, and then you have like all the lyrics, information, and everything, like just right at your fingertips all the links to everything to where you can go to their merch page or even you can host merch now on Bandcamp. So that's fucking sweet. Yeah. And I bought like on the Bandcamp days, I've bought so much, um, so much different merch on those days. Like that's where most of my, any of anything that I have had that is disposable um, has gone to bands and specifically bands that have, been a part of the show and have uh been you know together with me in what we in what we do like because right it's it's that back and forth and i'm at 31 i've said this before i don't have any there's a couple bands here and there where i'm like super excited to, if i'd had a, if i have a shirt of them um chris from dog year uh records does um his own little clothing um, company and he uh, did he did a a shirt for a reprint of a product of waste shirt which in product of waste is one of my favorite bands like period and so I was so excited to get a shirt and I think that's coming soon but besides that I'm not I'm not in the uh, I was once in the hardcore merch clout game and I no longer do, I no longer, um, seek that stuff out. And I don't, I just see no, I don't see any point in buying used nineties merch unless it's like at this point, maybe records and maybe posters because I want to have posters for my, uh, eventually when I have a, a permanent dead air studio for the end of time, and have a and right. have a little room like the studio I get I I have the chance to record in right now, um, which it's cool because they have, but there's a lot more um, there's a lot more like uh, Ozzy Osbourne and social distortion and Texas stuff than I would have in here, um, and, you know I there's a lot there's a lot more uh, stuff that I'm not that uh i'm i want to have a space uh like that one time at some point but uh moving on from that bandcamp is a cool thing i've i am 100 percent behind what bandcamp does for the artists and what they've been doing it's my probably my favorite thing i have i have spotify because it's super super easy like right i ha- i pay for the subscription have done it for years and there are some podcasts that aren't on it yet that I that I want to get on because just like it's such it's the easiest one for when you are in the car like to hit a playlist hit a podcast like I have an hour I have like a little less than an hour um, drive to work so I can I can usually do one podcast on the way home, on the way that to work one co- podcast on the way back um, nice. but. Anyways, to uh, transition and finish up this uh, drawing on, um, 
So let's uh, let's talk. So you got so you have a video um, coming out. Uh, you have a video that you're going to uh, record soon. So that's going to be out probably sometime at the end of the summer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, we're getting a bunch of footage and stuff together. So a lot of people have been like sending me videos of you know the protests they've been at and um, different things like that. And we're going to be adding a lot of that. And then. I'm going. I'm actually going on there Saturday, this Saturday, to um, go do it with him. Um, as a, is a really good setup. He does. He does their own music videos and stuff, and uh, it works out really well because he has like his whole area for me to be able to use, so we can still like socially distance from me and other people. And because originally it was going to be like him, and then some of the awesome dudes and, and our friends like an enemy of creation and penitentiary and, and like blast cap i was going to just invite whoever wanted to be a part of it and all these bands that have shown me so much support um but now that that all kind of everything happens now it's just going to be single shots of me playing on different instruments and i want to try to rep different bands and stuff uh in the video like uh i it's been hard for me to get merch because the mailing has just sucked recently uh trying to get anything like uh, two minute minor. There's some awesome dudes from Chicago, and um, their singer uh, Wiley, as well as another guy named uh, Stephen. Um, they both paid for me to get tapes made of the record. Um, they paid for the tapes so that we could donate them to the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So that that was fucking awesome. So we're gonna be doing the music video um, Saturday, and I have to imagine that it would probably be done. By the end of July, I'd imagine. I don't think that he would take much more than that to edit it. Um, it's not going to be anything too crazy, just something that pretty much blasts the political system and raises awareness to social issues. Um, and then after that, I mean, that's pretty much every single on the record will be out. Um, the, this, this video is going to be for the song Dehumanize. And uh, after that, towards the end of the year, I'm just going to start writing new music from now until the end of the year, and I'll go and I'll record probably another EP uh, at the same place. I recorded this EP uh, with Jason Ingersoll at Exidor Productions, and uh, he did a great job on everything. Um, he was he plays in Infinite Design, and uh, we've known each other for years. He knew exactly what I was looking for in sound, so I'll be recording another one, and... Uh, hopefully get some of those sweet guest vocals and different people to send me, you know, different recordings of them jamming. So that's kind of what I'm thinking the band is going to be just release stuff, release singles. Um, I'm going to keep on doing, you know, donating things. So if I make physical CDs, they're going to always be noted, donated to something, especially like the online sales. So like for, this this release, all of our CDs that are physical copies as well as tapes, are, were all donated to the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, and then our one T-shirt is donated to Black Lives Matter. So I'm going to continue that as the trend with this band because to me it's it's not a big deal to eat $100 to get some, some CDs made and then donate all that money to a social issue. So that's kind of what I want the whole band to turn into is just it to be – an outlet for music and hardcore, but also to raise awareness for different issues and to, to try to raise money for those issues. So that's pretty much the whole future of where I can see the band going. Okay. So I thought of two last things. 
before we we uh get out of it here and we'll make it we'll make it quick and uh thank you for uh thank once again thank you for uh taking some time uh to uh to have a, a long conversation with the show. Um so, Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. So we had so we got the record Tragedy of Mankind came out uh it came out April seventh. For we didn't. I don't think we mentioned that. Um, so, so we got six. So five original songs, and then you got your uh, your minor threat cover. Tell tell me a little bit about your song selection for that. Oh, just the minor threat song is just it because it so jams. Much to do. It's it's because it's minor threat. Who what's not to like? Right. I mean. <laughs> I, I, there's other songs that I thought about covering, but I'm just not that good of a musician, man. Like, like I was like this cause I wanted people to understand. I'm like, yeah, this is a, a, a hardcore band with a lot of death metal and black metal overtones. But like my love for hardcore and punk rock is like the center of all of it. So to me doing that song kind of spoke that. So it was just like, that was my way of trying to pay tribute to, you know, the one that kind of started it all. So, yeah. So what I, one thing I do like about, cause it's, you know, you could, I like, I like when bands do an obscure cover every once in a while and do something to get me into something I haven't seen, haven't heard before. Um, but I like, I like the, uh, the modern body count approach. Um, they did Slayer on one of their, their, last record and then their current record they did motorhead and and also like ice t talk like literally does a little speech before every song before every song and why they do it and i i think that's one of the fucking coolest honestly things you can do when you're like a really bigger metal band or a band that kind of transcends like uh metal and hip-hop in that way but but going back to just like i think it's I think it's always nice to to have a a kind of an introductory song of like stuff of of a of a song that like most people in punk and hardcore are familiar with. Definitely. So, I think that I had my second question that decided I didn't. I'm not. I'm not feeling it because that's how that's how I roll. Um. So, <laughs> what are your last words before we uh? before we play it um we're gonna play dehumanized cool um i would just say uh you know check us out on uh bandcamp spotify and check out any of the other bands on Undercity records um and check out our friends and disappear and worse self and enemy of creation life force you know th- there's so many bands in the hardcore scene right now uh bitter truth like they they're all trying to make a positive stride and make a change in this shitty fucked up world. So, you know, and then also just, if you're feeling depressed, just know you're not alone. The, the suicide prevention lifeline is there for a reason. It's a tool. Um, don't be afraid to use it. You're not alone in struggles, no matter how much you may feel alone. And, uh, other than that, um, keep an eye on our Facebook and Instagram and stuff for more news. And our, our music video will be out pretty soon for dehumanized. All right. Some very important words. So we're going to get to, uh, dehumanized and we'll, uh, be right back. You're listening to dead air two hours of hardcore radio.
Chains Collective. I felt like I was watching a dream I'd never wake up from. DIY clothing you can't get anywhere else. Now you have something to look forward to after you die. Information at flowerchains.us
sounded the alarm about rising crime downtown. The trust says it's worked for decades to make downtown a place where people want to go and that recent violence is threatening to undo its progress. damn it um sorry i've been distracted by a couple things small headache allergies um my partner kept asking me if i paid the rent or kept bugging me every two seconds even though i'm like hey i'm gonna be i have to finish a show i'm almost done calm down i love you um so episode 98 um fuck uh i feel like i should have we're almost 100 but I feel like we should have been there um, a lot longer by now. But if you count up the extra podcasts, um, we are definitely we're like 101 or something. We're close. So I guess that's good. Um, so shout out to Larry and X Iron Sharpen Iron X. Um, check out the band. Support the support um one person hardcore groups because that's fucking cool um that's inspiring for people who um just need to get off their butts and do a band and sometimes it's hard to find fucking people in your area to do music so you got to fucking do it yourself um i wish i had the talent and drive to do uh what he does but uh nevertheless um good talk very uh heavy and deep conversations um our post talk was i wish i got some of the post talk because it was a is very um entertaining but uh not as not as deep um also shout out to some fucking breadsticks though um so we played dehumanized by x iron sharpens iron x check out the tragedy of mankind ep um more music coming soon uh video for this song specifically coming soon i believe um after that, we played Mouth for War. Um, they have a single um, band from Colorado Springs. Um, single titled, I Don't Want to Feel at All. Heavy um, fucking metalcore and mixed with um, some other just heavy metallic hardcore. Um, some stuff that's reminiscent of like a lot of the modern stuff on uh, Pure Noise Records. Um, stuff like Jesus Peace um check it out uh just came out the end of june 
After that, uh, we played Watcher, a uh, new band with members of Built Upon Built Upon Frustration, which is I fucking love that band. Um, good heavy band. Couple questionable lyrics, but heavy riffs. Um, this is uh, just one single from Watcher. Um, so check it. So check it out. Very quick. Very quick little listen. Quick and a little. Um, after that, um, we're gonna finish it up with playing some new music from Venom Prison. Um, they have a LP titled Primeval. Um, coming out at the beginning of September, September 9th to be specific. If you haven't checked them out, um, heavy, heavy, uh, metal with hardcore influence, but more, uh, more death metal than hardcore. Um, very modern, clean sound, but, but very fucking heavy. Um, this is the follow up to, uh, their Samsara record in, uh, 2019, which, did really fucking well. I've seen metal and hardcore like fall in love with that fucking record. So good on them. Sure, it's going to be another really fucking um, heavy ass uh, LP. So check that out. Let's let's see what I have on the old clock. Okay, we're done. Um, thank you for listening. See you next week. <laughs>